Hi, Lars. Good to have you on the show. Thank you. Excited to be here. <laughs> so um, for everybody who doesn't know you, could you please tell us a bit about yourself and what you do and about your companies and so on and so forth? Yeah. So I have a company. It's called uh, SVG. Uh, it stands for Savage. Uh, and it is a media company. So what we do is we do two things. We have a coaching and consulting side. So we do we coach company uh, companies and entrepreneurs that are doing service based work, coaching uh, influencers and things like that. And we help them get more clients and traffic uh, through paid media. So clients and selling their products or services more through paid media. And I also own uh, and operate four different uh, companies myself. Uh, that I'll do a few million dollars or more each uh, in the health and fitness space. So I partner with health and fitness influencers. I build their brand and uh, I take an equity percentage in that. <laughs> Got it. So um, before we talk about like uh, SVG media and how to acquire more clients and stuff like that, um, could you please tell our listeners like a bit more about you personally? So um, maybe you could speak about how you grew up and share fun, uh, st a fun story or two with us. Yeah, I grew up in a super small town called Rome, Georgia, and uh, there's not a lot of people in, in Rome. Uh, and when I was 15, I moved to Orlando. Uh, when I was, I was going Why to school. Why did you move? I just didn't like Rome. I made my parents move. Uh, honestly, I just it was kind of a dead end town. Nothing really good comes out of, of this, you know, super small towns. So we moved to Orlando, and. Um, I went to college for a little bit. I was stu studying psychology and um, I left college, essentially dropped out because when I was 20 years old, I started selling uh, electronics, video projectors and speakers online. Uh, and that, that went really well for someone my age. I was like 20 years old um, and I was making more money than my college professors. So I was like, I don't need to do this. Um, and that grew into me kind of jumping into uh more online, going to events, connecting with people, understanding what was going on uh, in that marketplace and making good relationships. And I started to get into coaching and digital products. So I've been in this space for 10 years now. I've worked with, you know, all the all the famous entrepreneurs. They're all my friends. Uh, we're all a super small network of, of close friends because we all kind of grew up together in, in this business and stuff like that. Uh, and now, you know, we have SVG and SVG is uh, scaling. All the divisions for SVG are scaling. We just put a uh, letter of intent to a brand new office that we're custom building and everything. So it's exciting times. <laughs> so uh, basically, you had a, a pretty good childhood and um, you got into entre entrepreneurship by selling a, a few products online while you were 20. Right. Yeah. When I was when I was young, I just kind of jumped into uh I just jumped into the online space and I never looked back. <laughs> so um, how did you start like your main business? And yeah, what was the story behind your main business? So I started uh, when the economy hit in 2008. Um, like the, um, I didn't know what algorithms and stuff were. I was just selling stuff online and it worked. I didn't, I wasn't really into this. Um, and so I, I kind of wanted to do something different and I kind of got into uh, consulting and I started, I tried to do local marketing, but that doesn't pay a dollar, right? Like local companies don't understand how to spend money to acquire customers and make money back. They don't see it as a, as a necessary expense that, uh, or an investment. They see it as, as mostly an expense. 
Uh, and that's why most local businesses don't make it because they don't understand the return on investment that you have to create on an advertising level. And so I started to try to find clients online through Facebook groups. This was like mm. 2008. So I, I got into the group stuff at 2008 and I started to do that in LinkedIn. And I was getting a ton of uh, good clients and different things like that. For, and, for, uh, for, for like digital marketing services? Yeah, or? yeah getting, getting into digital marketing. Uh, and, you know, I kind of I started to understand paid advertising and then I started to understand courses. And then I really saw that there was a, a, a lag, a, a, a big fit for someone to come in and be very good at like people's back ends and making kind of like back end revenue. And so I started consulting people that had digital products on like WSO forums and stuff like that and helping them kind of like create um, back end offers for, um, you know, for their offers. And as that continued to grow, I just started to do it for myself. Uh, I got published in I, I was published by a friend of mine, uh, Ryan Dice, probably like 2015. Uh, we went on to end up trying to build a business together called Startup Jungle that didn't work out, but it taught me a lot of lessons on publishing and how that whole world worked. Uh, and after that, I kind of just started uh, this side. Like I started an agency, uh, started to work with influencers. And I, I had the idea one time because an influencer came to us and said, I don't have the money to pay you guys because we were charging twelve to 15000 a month back then. Uh, and so he was like, I don't have that kind of money, but I'll give you a percentage of my business. I said, all right, give mm. us 50%. And so he gave us 50% and you know, a few months later, that brand was doing 100K a month. And so I said, maybe I can try this again. Maybe I can try this again. And then I kept doing it and it kept working. And so that's how our brand started. And we started a, a service division again uh, because to keep up with the demand, like too many people wanted to partner with me and I can't do that. I can't partner with everyone. So we started to do services. And from services, we realized there's another demand of people that don't want services, but just need coaching and consulting. So we created a full coaching division as well. And so now we have three sides. Uh, it's kind of like a three-headed dragon. We have our own uh, our own brands that we own and control, our service side, and then we have our coaching and consulting, which is cool because it's kind of like our unique selling proposition. You know, you see everybody online and they're all pushing ads with cars that they rent and houses yeah. that they rent and telling you how much money they're making. But they're only making money by telling you how much money they're making on a thing so you can go do the thing. Uh, with, me, <laughs> with, yeah. with me, like I make money in my own companies and I can teach you how to do that. So it's different, right? Because, you know, when people call us for the coaching, they're like, well, who have you done this for? Well, we've done it for a lot of people. But like actively, I run and own four or five companies that are all doing multi-millions of dollars uh, a year. You know, collectively, we do eight figures in business from our companies, not random coaching. Uh, and so I would rather take uh, coaching. I mean, I have coaches, right? My coaches do a hundred million a year. Uh, they're doing a lot of big things. And so that's, but they're actively in that business. They're not randomly just selling coaches to coaches so you can coach more coaches. They're really <laughs> in the trenches. And, and I, I, I want to be that guy to the people, you know what I mean? I want to be able to support people in that way. So it's not, so you're learning from someone who has a team of 20, who's actively growing, you know, we're going to be 30 by the end of, uh, by the middle of, by the first quarter next year. Um, we're actively growing. Our companies are growing. We go through hard times, tribulations, ad accounts go down, uh, different algorithms change. And we know what's going on every day because we're spending money on media for our own brands, not just selling you how to do it and hoping that it works for you. Mm. So having said that, um, 
What have you personally learned over the years about entrepreneurship and building businesses? Because um, you felt like so, so many influencers, brands, and so on and so forth. So um, let's give our listeners something practical. So what have you personally learned, Loss, um, over the years about entrepreneurship, building brands, building businesses? I think um, on on a brand building thing, I think that we're living in a time right now where brands matter uh, and brands are mm. based off people. If you have a brand that does is not front facing with a person or multiple people, it doesn't have to be an influencer, but people are buying people right now. People are buying reviews and testimonials or that they're buying a cool, shiny object. Uh, and so if you're not investing in people uh, and you're not investing in influencers, you're going to lose because you're not really building a brand anymore. And then on the on the growth side of business, I think that you get to a point in business where, you know, the big thing for us right now that I say in the office all the time is sales and marketing don't really matter to us. I mean, we're at millions of dollars, right? Like we we we're doing pretty good. Uh, so sales and marketing is something we already know. We're not we we don't need to guess. We are, we have the structure and the strategy and the system. What's more important right now for us is leadership and communication. Um, mm. You know, and I don't I don't think. I don't think that's very important for people if you're getting started, if you're making 10, 20, 30K a month, it's all about hardcore grinding and, you know, really focusing on your one thing and getting that thing to 100 and then you can you can kind of scale. But when you have a team and when you're growing in that section and you have full divisions in companies, we have a media section, a funnel section, a conversion section, a copy section, we have a, a video editing team, right? Like when you start to really have full divisions in your company, it is all about leadership and communication so things don't get lost in translation and we can execute accordingly to everything we need to do got it so um there like a lot of people listening that are also doing like eight figures or seven figures a year but also like like you've said uh, guys doing like 10k 20k or 30k a month like what would you tell them because you just said that um, sales and marketing uh, should be the focus and, and finding the one thing and, and leveraging that. So could you please speak to that? Because I think it's so important. Yeah. So I see a lot of people that come to us and a lot of people that buy other people's programs and just in general, I have a decent size Instagram. And so people are always hitting me up, asking me questions and they're like, I want to build a membership site, but I have a coaching and then I also want to build a digital course. And then I think I, will, I think I want to sell supplements. That's, <laughs> that's four things, bro. That's four different things you want to do and you're not even at 100K. So why don't you slow down and let's go make 100K on something real quick. Let's only do that. So if you have a coaching, what, is, what do you need to do? to take your coaching to 100K. It's actually very simple. You're just not focused on it because you're trying to find excuses to create new opportunities or revenue channels. Um, so you can basically try to like spark something new, but you already have momentum on this one thing. So I tell people, listen, let's stay, let's stay focused on what you have right now. If you have a um, high ticket thing, stay focused on that until it hits 100, and then you should build the back end to get another 20, 30% into that opportunity. Excuse me. And then once you're there, honestly, there's way more room to stay there. But if you really want to do something, maybe potentially once you're at 100K, build out some Ascension flow funnels to ascend people and get buyers. What, what do you mean by that? So an Ascension offer is something that we do a lot of. Um, but again, we're at a different point, right? So Ascension flows for us are basically, you come in at a smaller ticket price, let's call it 37 to 57 to 67 bucks. Um, and then you get upsold. Uh, 
another product and then another product. What this does is it increases uh, your rate to have a very strong average order value. And so what you need to do when you're going to spend money on ads is your cost per acquisition, uh, you can afford to spend more money because you have a decent average order value on your Ascension funnel. So you're getting buyers. For us, we mostly always get buyers at a profit, but we're also okay to taking certain brands at a loss because we have a good back end and we're pushing people into products, services, coaching, et cetera. But that's only something you do when you have a team like us or you have money already and you can afford to do these tests, right? Like we'll launch a test and mm. we'll spend five, six, ten thousand dollars and it won't make any money. But we get the data. At the end of the day, with everyone doing everything online, <clears throat> you're a data company. You under you have to understand data. If you're social, if you're doing social media, you have to understand your insights and your swipe ups and your conversion rate on that, which are clicks and turn into data. If you're running ads, you need to know where you're spending money, what traffic sources, how much you're spending, how much you're acquiring for. If you're doing leads, what's your paper call? How many leads can you bring in? How many calls can you take? What's the cost that you make per every single person on that phone call? Too many people are just running around guessing instead of just really looking at themselves as media companies and data companies building media to create more data opportunities. Great advice. So, um, Lars, what would you tell somebody who's dead broke, doesn't know where, how to start and, and where to start? Um, what would you tell them um, who wants to go to, to, to like 100K a month? And um, maybe you could also tell us, like, what would you personally do if you had to start from scratch all over again? I would tell them to get a job. <laughs> I, would, I, would tell, I would tell them to get a job. This is, you know, we got a lot of people that are imaginary, like, they, they think they're unicorns because they have an idea. And they're like, I'm not making any money. And I want to make, I talked to a guy earlier today that uh, is making 5k a month and said in the application that his business was scaling no it's not um, and he wants to make a million dollars in the next three months that's a dream that's not real you don't even know what it's like to make fifty thousand dollars in a month you don't even you can't even fathom making a million because that takes so much more people think it's simple because they see other people do it they don't understand what goes on the back of those people, how many employees they have, what their systems mm -hmm. and processes are, what they're spending on media. It's not by accident if you're making a million bucks a month. It's not because you're cute on Instagram. It's because you have a lot more stuff going on. And so, you know, if you're broke, which a lot of people hit me up on Instagram saying, I'm broke, what do I do to start making more money? Go get a job. Go get a job at a digital marketing company, save up, and then start something on the side as a side hustle. If you want to just go from scratch to do this without any experience, I don't take anybody on that does that. I would tell them to go get a job because I don't want to. I, I also don't like working with beginners because their mindset's completely broken. <clears throat> so, so you basically would also uh, get a job, and and what would you do um, if you had to start from scratch all over again? Obviously, and and what would you do on the side? I wouldn't get a job. I mean, like I. If I had to start from scratch, I wouldn't start from scratch because I already have too many relationships. I already have too many. <laughs> I already have too many email lists. I know how to write copy. I know how to do ads. I know how to be good on video. I know how to sell stuff. I have social media content, so I can't start from scratch anymore because I built a moat around me to prevent that exact thing. <laughs> got it. Got it. But but what would you um, tell somebody 
who uh, starts from scratch and, and wants to build something on the side because I think a lot of people <coughs> are so confused by this guru is saying this and that and this guru is saying this and um, they don't really know if they should uh, start a Shopify store, build a personal brand, uh, go into digital marketing and uh, what have you. I would tell them to get a job. I, I, because I don't know, it's such a general question. Maybe, you, maybe for, 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 for the side hustle, for if, the side if, hustle. For the side hustle, I would say if you're working on something, maybe make that thing your side hustle. Maybe start to get two or three clients on retainer as a freelancer. I don't like starting e-commerce from scratch because drop shipping, I don't like drop shipping. I don't drop ship. I build brands from scratch. Um, drop shipping, you know, you could do it, but you need to have a real, you need to have a budget. You need to, even if you're drop shipping inventory, you got to spend money on ads. That scares a lot of people. The marketplace is saturated with people doing drop shipping stuff. A lot of those things are changing for advertisers. <clears throat> so if you, I would do some sort of consulting, if I was a good freelance, if I worked at an agency as a media buyer, I would do media buying on the side. If I worked as a conversion rate guy, I would do conversion rate on the side. I would just do what I'm doing on the side and see if that's something that I want to explore in a bigger way. Little by little, when I start really building up savings and I really start to actually acquire knowledge, too many people buy courses from people that don't actually have a real business and they think that they can go start a real business and what they do is that they do a shit job in the marketplace, they don't provide value to people and they don't know what they're selling, they're broke, they leave their clients broke and they it's because they don't know because they don't learn these actual skills this is easy if it's a skill and you it's only a skill if you practice it every day mm. so um having said all of that um you have so much sales experience and marketing experience um how would the sales process uh, look like in this example for somebody who wants to start out like should they uh uh, hit everybody up on email, social media. Um, yeah. If you're just starting out, um, you want to go and do organic stuff, right? So if you have a decent social media following, odds are you probably don't. So start posting content on like an Instagram, but easier than that, go on Facebook groups. You go on Facebook groups that are relevant to whatever it is you're selling and you just go add value. <clears throat> you add value mm. and then you make people follow you. Uh, and then you start to add content inside of your own personal page and then you start to create calls to action. Hey, I'm going to work with three people this month. Uh, it's going to be X, Y, Z. If you guys want to work with me, just DM me directly. And then you start to have those conversations and you can start to get some sales. Got it. So um, what would you say to everybody who's at the advanced level and really wants to scale their business? Because you just said that um, you will have like 30 employees by the uh, first quarter of the next year. So um, what what are the lessons you have learned, Lars, um, building like really a, a company, a scaling a business and yeah, going to those huge so goals? Yeah. I think if you want to grow, it takes a team. So you need to invest in your team. Um, you know, if you really, really want to grow, you might. It, it's what you want to do. If if you want to just have a big profitable business, then just makes you a ton of money. You don't need that. Uh, but if you want to build a bigger business, then you're going to have to invest in your team. You're going to have to invest in offices. You're going to have to invest in training for your team. I, I mean, I spent a hundred thousand dollars last year on training for other people, not even for me put money on my team, 
right? So, but now we have extremely good media buyers, video editors, YouTube experts, copywriters. Um, so you're going to have to be okay with uh, taking a loss personally, financially, maybe for a little, so you can invest in your team because your team is what's going to build your business at the end of the day, not you. If you want to scale, scale comes from people. Mm. So, uh, in your opinion, people should really, really focus on building the team and um, finding the right people. So how should they go about the process? Do you personally like have some some kind of framework that you're using while you're hiring other people and um, searching for for quality mm -hmm. talent? So, um, yeah, I, I hire for I hire for heart and I teach skill. So I don't mm. hire a lot of I don't hire a lot of people that are already skilled because they come with ego. So I hire people that are extremely uh, voraciously aggressive and have a similar vibe than everyone here at the office. And they have extreme work ethic and they have a great desire to grow personally and professionally. Yeah. And then we teach them skills. So, so do you think that this process is like uh, the best process for, for most guys or is it just that, just uh, your personal choice going by heart? Because I think like a lot of people go by skill actually. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you have a big budget, you can go by skill, but skills expensive too. Um, mm. I mean, if you're really talking about hiring for, I mean, we just made a big hire, which is a six figure hire for us. Uh, who came from a big company. And so we are putting people in that have skill, but they also have culture values that are similar to ours. And we have um, the, the growth value mindset that they have is good. They're very giving. Um, they're, they're very ready to teach and give. And there's not, our office isn't very corporate. Right? So we're, we run a little bit different, right? We're a little bit more new age, so to speak, uh, in how we act and what we do and how we think and stuff like that. Um, I would definitely still always hire talent over skill because you can teach anybody a skill uh, but you can't teach anybody hustle and determination and desire and kindness and all those things that kind of you have or you don't got it so um let's switch gears a bit and, and, and talk about um client acquisition via paid media and um funnels so um What are the things you have learned? Um, yeah, spending like a ton of money on Facebook ads and so on and so forth. Like give our listeners maybe something practical, your frameworks and yeah, just please speak to that. Yeah, so if you're starting off, the easiest thing to do, um, we don't run any webinars. We don't do anything like that. We just uh, create content pieces and those content pieces are basically ads. Uh, we build a large retargeting sequence where you see other pieces of content. Could, could you, sorry to interrupt, but could you give, give us uh, an example? Uh, of, of how? Yeah, like content pieces. Is it like a two minute okay. video? Or? Yeah, so, so we, we build videos out for uh, anywhere from 30 seconds to three minutes, giving some sort of valuable content uh, that's mixed in with like some more direct response ads. Uh, and then we just put them in a sequence, right, of, of retargeting. That goes into a sales page with a small five to seven minute VSL video sales letter that addresses the people's problems, pain points, and tells them what we're going to do to help them. That normally takes them to some sort of an application. In the application, we pre-qualify and disqualify people at the same time. If you're making X amount of revenue, we might not work with you. If you're not the primary decision maker. We don't even get on a call with you. Uh, if you're actually, if pretty much if you're not American for the most part, we don't end up working with you because 
we've we've actually measured our calls and they're more tire kickers uh, and Americans just make decisions quicker uh, and so we, we basically have moved into like yeah we just pre-qualify and like work with Americans Canadians stuff like that like tier one countries just make decisions faster uh, the other places take a little bit more time to make decisions and it gets into our pipeline of emails, but uh, it's something that we realize like, okay, you know, it's an easy disqualification for us. And then uh, we get on calls and we sell them, you know, our, our system, if it's a good fit for them and if it's a good fit for us, because a lot of times we'll get on calls with people and we can already tell the energy's off. Uh, they're wanting, their their mindset isn't where we want them to be. And we're not, you know, that the first phase isn't a massive reprogramming phase of of helping people they already kind of have to want help because that's why you're paying us or another consultant you know the people that come in and want to work with a consultant and when the consultant says do this and they're like well i don't know if i should do that then why are you paying me if you're going to stay where you are then just stay where you are but this is our process we're proven to do it we do it every day you are not there you need to listen to us Right. So if in the first call you can't take direction, then I don't need you on our calls because we want to have a high client success rate. So so basically uh, the framework is uh, recording some video like 30 seconds to three minutes of valuable content. We're targeting those people with um, like other videos. Right. And yeah, with, um, with more content and value, and uh, not heavy selling. And then, not heavy you know, selling, okay. Not heavy selling, just kind of giving value and making people apply through the curiosity of what else could this be. A lot of times you can also add case studies. A lot of times you can mix in testimonials from past clients. And when you do that, you build a big bank of branding that builds people uh, into your mindset. And you start to get, people start to get see you and they get ingrained. And they're like, all right, I know Los, I see Los. And then they follow mm -hmm. you on Instagram and then they see you on YouTube. And it just creates this level of, I already know him. I know what he does. I know. What, so when we get on a yeah. phone call, they're very easy sales for us. We're not out here trying to sell people hard. Yeah, because they already feel like they have some kind of connection to you, right? Yeah, you already know me. If you see my yeah. videos and you watch my content, you know that I'm aggressive. You know that I'm direct. So you already expect that from me, you know? <laughs> so um, I think because there are like so, so many traps people can get into while running ads, um, could you please speak to, to those traps that people should avoid while they try to, to run their ads? Because you just said that you are doing like so, so many experiments and you, you have gathered like so, so much data. So please speak to that. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I think if you're really, if you're really going to get started on something, uh, I was just really try to keep things as simple as possible too many people mm -hmm. it's really people try to buy too many courses and they get into trying all these crazy experiments uh, at the end of the day lead generation really which is what you're doing right acquisition of clients is really just a super simple game of numbers right how many let's just keep it in high ticket how many people are paying me uh how many people are coming in a month applications wise how many sales calls am i taking from them how many of these calls am i generating into revenue and enrolling into my opportunity so to give some quick math just basic a uh, basic understanding you've got a lot of people that say i want to make 
$100,000 a month, right? That's the, everyone's big number now, which is crazy because it's a decent sized number, but every, no one says I want to make 10 or 20 anymore. They all want to make 100. That's fine. <laughs> let's, let's make 100 real quick, right? And then I ask you, okay, so how many people have you enrolled? Uh, how, how many people have you enrolled this month? 10 at 5K. Okay, that's great, right? How much money are you spending on ads? Uh, 3K and the other people are coming from organic. Okay, so for you to generate 100K, let's just say you've got to get, you know, uh, 100 applications and then you've got to get, let's just say you're not that good at sales. Uh, and so that's a 20% rate so you can make 100K. You got to close 20% of those people, right? And let's say you have no back end. So that's, that's what you got to do. You got to get 100 people mm -hmm. and you got to close 20 of those people, right? Okay, you're going to get an app cost of about $112, uh, 120 bucks an app. So that's $12,000, right? So how much money have you invested? Five. Okay, well, you got to spend 12. Well, I don't know if I want to. Well, then I don't know if you want to make 100K because the math is there. If you spend $12,000, you should get mathematically based on the conversions, you should get about 100 apps. And if you're not that good at sales, you should get about 20 sales. So that's 100K. I just told you how to get 100K, but you're not willing to spend $12,000. So that's number one. Instead of spending $12,000, you're going to go in and you're going to spend $300 on some other campaign and try some you know, CBOs or try some retargeting or try all these different things for 300 bucks and pretend you're playing Facebook advertiser when really you just need to spend more money on the things that are already working for you so you can get the result that you're exactly looking for until you hit phase two. You're, all these, a lot of people try to get to phase three and four, they're on phase one and they're trying to make it more hard on themselves Instead of just keeping it super simple and actually just executing to the exact plan. A lot of people put a lot of fake effort into things. And we have a saying at the office, it's impact over effort. What is the biggest thing that's going to impact my business right now? I got to spend 12 grand. And what's the biggest effort? Uh, I got to create a course and I got to watch a course. And then I got to implement this new Facebook advertising technique. And maybe I'm going to spend 500 bucks on Google a month, not even a day, and see what that does. It's not going to do anything, man. It's not going to do anything for you. You're just going to waste money. You're going to be stressed out. You're putting an effort into the wrong things that are not giving you the right impact. Yeah. And I think um, Facebook ads is also like a lot about having the right mindset in place because um, nobody starts from zero and just puts like 10K a day into ads. So you just start with $10 a day, $50 a day, $100 a day, go to like $200 a day, $500 a day, 1K a day. So people have like this this mindset, like you just uh, like like Russian roulette and you just like drop like 50k a day or something on ads and the best yeah. advertisers in the world are gamblers and i don't mean i mean at the end of the day we're gamblers man like we we have an idea and we put we go all in and if it doesn't work we do it again and it doesn't work we do it again and until it works <laughs> because it's 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 your odds of success and that is what this is you're it's a bidding all of these things are bidding platforms it's auctions so you bid your your money And then you hope you win on that. And then you have to have your numbers back out on that. And it's mm -hmm. really that simple at the end of the day. You have to bid more to get more. And you have to spend more money to get more clients, right? Like right now, we're trying to see how we can spend more money. Like that's our goal. It's not like how would we keep more money in here? We know that if we spend, <laughs> if we spend more money, we're going to make even more money. 
That's how it works. That's how business in general works. At a kitty cat level, at a beginner level, maybe you can do some organic and maybe you can throw in a couple of bucks on ads and you can have, have, a, have a little bit of a business. But if you really want to do bigger things and get into the multi-millions and especially millions a month, you're spending money on media, period. Mm. So um, having said that, people should really focus on keeping things simple at the start. Don't get confused by all those gurus saying you need those advanced te techniques while you're starting out. Keep it lean, keep it simple, and, and run your basic framework, so to speak. Just do that and you will get to $100,000. Okay, so um, let's speak about the actual sales page. Like, how does the, the sales video look like? You just said like five or seven minutes um, it should be long. So, so yeah, like, could could you please speak to that, Lars? Yeah. So, <clears throat> at the end, you can do a lot of different things, right? I'll give you two variations of what you can do. I'll even I'll send you a link to my thing if you want to post it on your stuff so people can see what a sales page looks like completely. So ours Got is it. a seven-minute video. And I address exactly the problem. I say, hey, listen, I, I immediately start uh, addressing the issue this person has. I don't work with beginners. So I start by saying, hey, congratulations. You probably made $20,000 this month. You're on track to make $40,000 this month. But then something happens and you make $10,000 and then 50 and then five. And you really have no idea what you're doing, but you're just kind of happy that you're making money. But you're really at the end of the day just getting by if you break it out to the end of the year. Does that sound like you? Yes. Okay, well, this is because you don't have the right systems, processes, and all these things, right? And I get into the actual mechanism of solution, right? Like I just agitated the problem, then I go into the solution, and then I tell you, this is us, this is what we do, here are some client results. If you guys want to work with us in a one-on-one -on -one capacity, schedule your appointment. So that's one way, and then we have a sales page that just shows you the team, who we are, what we do, how we help you, and what we've done, right? Yeah. Another, way, another way to do it, which could be even simpler, is you run an ad, and then you run an ad into a case study that says, I, I'll give you an example, how we took a client from 30,000 to 300,000 in one month, right? So it's a video, you opt into that, and you go to a case study, and the case study shows you exactly what we did to take a client from 30 to 300 in a month, month and a half, okay? At the end, it says, if you guys want help, and it's, you want, if you have this kind of business and you want some similar help, apply. We only have a few spots to potentially work with you and our calendars are booked because we don't have a massive sales team. So apply now to work with us. If it's a good fit, we'll give you a call back and we'll let you know how to potentially enroll in one of our opportunities. Mm. That's, that's all you got to do because people want solutions. That's no one wants to watch your boring ass video. All of our videos are boring, including mine, including everyone's. No one wants it. <laughs> unless it is addressed to their exact pain problem. If it is addressed to their problem and it gives them Great a advice. potential solution, then it is something worth watching. Then they will give you their information. And only then, other than that, you're just kind of making content, which you can, if, but start a YouTube channel and do that. If you want to do it on paid, you got to be direct because that's what direct response is. <laughs> I love this. So, um... The, the, speaking about the, the, the actual sales call, uh, I think um, probably your advice would be um, also keep keeping it like very simple. You don't really have to say it, sell hard. Um, yeah, please speak to that. My sales calls, uh, I always time myself because uh, I still take a lot of calls because I, I like it. I like this. I like to sell stuff. Um, and so on a lot of my calls, my calls, I time myself and they take between eight and 10 minutes and I close between five and $10,000 a deal. 
right? Most people take an hour. Our sales page, our content, everything already did all of the selling for us. Uh, our application uh, gives us all the information that we need to have uh, about you. So I just really jump on and go, tell me about your business. They tell me about their business. And then I dissect it. I go, okay, it sounds like your problem is ascension. It sounds like you're bringing people in, but you don't have a back end. People are not sticking with you. You can bring people in at a thousand, ten thousand dollars, but you don't have anything else to take people to. And so they're leaving. And that's why you're not making recurring revenue. That's why your months jump from back to back because you don't have anything consistently and stable. Okay. We can help you implement that. This is how this works. You know, you kind of address the phone call depending on how it goes. Again, addressing the problems. And then I always ask the Dan Sullivan question, but I, I take it down for a few years. I said, listen, the Dan Sullivan question was like, if, you know, if we were to work uh, together, what would your life look like in the next uh, three years? I just go, listen, if we, <laughs> I love this one. <laughs> if, if we were to work together, what, what is your life, you know, what is working together look like for you? Uh, what is the results you want to have in the next uh, one year? And they say it, and then you just repeat that back to them. Okay, well, we can make that happen if it's a good fit, right? Obviously. I don't just sell stuff for selling stuff. If it's a good fit, I go, all right, well, we can make that happen. Just like we've helped X, Y, and Z make that happen. If you if you want to take the next step, let's go ahead and take the next step. And, you know, normally people either take it or don't take it. And then I'm a little aggressive on the phone, right? Like if someone's like, oh, I, I, I got to do this. I just got to, I just got to talk to my partner. Or I got to do this. Well, why? Why did, so you're not the primary decision maker? Well, yeah, I just got a partner. Okay, so your partner and you, obviously want to go ahead and try to grow this business, right? Yeah. Okay. So you're not at the point financially where you want to be. That's why we're on this phone call, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, if investing, you know, $6,000 <laughs> right now in this, in, in this opportunity is too much for now, maybe the reality is that you guys don't actually just want to grow. Oh, well, it's a lot of money. No, it's a business though, right? It's not, it's not a hobby. If it was a hobby, it would be a lot of money. If it's a business, then it's a true investment. Unless you don't think you're going to do the work and get the money back because our results are going to give you the money back, but you actually have to implement it. So what is it? Is it, do you think that we, do you think we're not going to provide value or are you afraid to do the work? And a lot of times people are going to get mad and be like, oh, I don't want to do this. Or a lot of times you bring it back to them and they're like, yeah, well, I'm going to do the work. Okay, well, let's, let's do this right now, you know, because I don't like to take second calls. <laughs> Because if you're tire kicking on the first call, you know, I don't, I don't have time for that. I had a guy today tell me, well, you know, it's a big investment. Uh, I, I want to make sure that it's good for my business. Well, you took the phone call. You watched the videos, and we've had this phone call. You already know this is good for your business. That's why you called me, right? Mm. So if this, was, if this is a big decision, you know, you, you're, you're, you're on the phone because you're ready to make this decision. So either you don't believe in me or you don't believe in yourself. Right. I told him, <laughs> I told him he was like, well, you know, I love this. Really? <laughs> people don't make those kind of decisions. I was like, bro, I jumped on a phone call with a dude and 20 minutes later, I gave him a hundred thousand dollars because it was right for my business. Cause I knew what that was going to do for my business. So if I'm willing to invest a hundred thousand dollars in 20 minutes, you can invest $6,000 in, in the past 40 minutes. Right. Unless <laughs> you don't believe in yourself or your business. And you know, a lot of times that works. A lot of times it doesn't. And if it doesn't, I'm very okay with it. Cause I don't care. Like I, we have mm -hmm. an insane amount of lead flow cause we buy media and you're yeah. not the right fit. It's just, you, you have to be the right fit for us. I, I don't just want to bring people on for the sake of bringing people on. Cause we don't run like a random coaching business. You know, I think yeah. that's the problem with a lot of people. They just take anybody on. You can't produce results for everybody. You got to have the right mindset to do all these things.
Yeah, and I think a lot of people um, don't have the right mindset in place asking those hard uh, questions like you did, um, and and really like trying trying to to make something happen because like most people would have said, okay, you want to talk with your wife? Oh, no problem, no problem. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't I don't put I don't put the success of my business on my wife. I don't. I don't rely on, <laughs> on the shoulders of anyone for me to grow my business, you know? Yeah. So, um, because you also have spoken a little bit about like having a backend and developing the backend, like what would be your best advice for everyone who's listening to this on developing uh, a proper backend? Um, hold on, give me a second. I got people coming in here right now. So the, the best thing to develop a back end is really taking someone into the next opportunity, right? Like for us, we try to get you uh, in our in our starter stuff. We try to get you into making thirty to fifty thousand dollars a month, right? Once you're stable, then you need to really take it uh, into the hundred plus. And for you to take it to a hundred plus, a lot changes. A lot changes on hiring. Uh, you can't do this by yourself for the most part anymore. Uh, your funnels have to be a little bit different. You really have to rely on new opportunities for traffic sources. I don't mean new sources of traffic, just new ways to bring people in the door. There's different um, there's different levels of Do people you have examples in. for us? Yeah, so there, there's different levels of people coming in, right? So right now uh, we're creating something where our application stuff speaks to people that are making twenty uh, plus thousand dollars and want to hit a hundred. That takes us into one selling thing. We have another one that is more for beginners that really teaches them lead generation and gets them to making like five, ten thousand dollars. Once they're consistently doing that, we can bring them on and ascend them into the five k or six k, and then they move on to the twenty k that we have. And so we build different funnels for different scenarios, but that's only because we're advanced. We're already at a point where we just need more lead flow. If I go spend all my money on one funnel, I'm not really attacking all the warm people, all the mid-tier people, and the cold prospects that I have. So I need to build new opportunities to talk to new market demographics and to talk to new people. And mm -hmm. there's people that want different things. There's some people that want to understand advertising better. There's some people that need to understand how to build culture and team. There's some people that have no idea how to build funnels and conversion. So those potentially can be split and splintered into different uh, sales pages, right? But that's the next phase. So that's why we have an ascension into that. So what do you have today that you can support on people today that gives them one result And then next, you can take them to another specific result. If you guide people, you will have more successful clients. They will stay with you longer and they will enjoy their time with you because I don't need to go anywhere. If you're creating all the success for me, I'm good, man. I'm going to keep paying you. But if you just <laughs> give me one piece of the puzzle and then I got to go to John for another piece and Sam for another yeah. piece, Peter for another piece, now I'm confused. So um, basically, they should look at their funnel and um, they should uh, try to see if there's like a, a, a way to, to sell more products to a, to a different demographic, so to speak. Right. Right. And, so, yeah. Yeah. yeah so selling. And that's just next phase, right? Like at, at first, know your market, build your avatar. Uh, and once you know your market and build your avatar, hone in on getting that person and that conversation and those problems and paid points into 100k once you pass mm -hmm. that you can get into more things 
What are the more things? Just building new pages, building new opportunities for people to come in, spending more money on media, maybe finding different traffic sources. There's a lot of different stuff that goes into it, but you don't need to do that at the beginning. You can make this with just organic, jumping out of some Facebook groups. If you have a decent Instagram, talking on Instagram and then spending a little bit of money on ads. Got it. So um, at the end, I always ask like five very quick and short questions to every guest. But um, before I ask those questions, like, Los, what would you tell our audience? Like, what would be your best advice on building a big business or building a big brand? Like, what would you tell everybody? Like, give us your, your best advice. I think that you need to be okay with seasons. Uh, I think that for you to have a growth season, you need to be okay with chaos because chaos is uh, a part of growth. Uh, and then when you're trying to create structure and stability, you need to be in a season of control because control creates stability and chaos creates growth. So you need to understand what season uh, of your business and in life you are in. And you need to understand uh, how you need to act accordingly to those seasons because if you're trying to create control in a season of chaos, uh, you will have an imbalance. And that is how people end up losing. You know, too many people want to have control and kind of just chill out and make a bunch of money. And sometimes that's not real. So you can create seasons or people call it sprints, but be ready. Like, you know, right now we're in a season of growth and like we're doing everything we can to grow. And we know that at the last two months of, the, of this year, we're going to be in a season of control because we're going to be building more systems, processes to make sure that we can handle the next season of chaos and uh, growth, which is the beginning of next year. So um, could you please tell everybody where can they find you on the social webs, connect with you and so on and so forth? Yeah, my easiest thing in the world, just go to my Instagram. It's Los Hustle, at Los Hustle. Uh, I'm always there. I talk to everyone there and then I'll, I'll push you guys to YouTube and all that kind of stuff. But uh, Los Hustle is my Insta. Go there. It's where I'm most active. Uh, and if you want to check out a sales page or anything, you can go to the theinfluenceengine.com. Got it. So um, the first out of the five question is, Los, um, what are the three books that had the greatest influence on your life? Outwitting the Devil, uh, Leaders Eat Last, and Levels of Energy. Mm -hmm. The second question is, what are the three movies that you have enjoyed the most? Um. Honestly, man, I just watch superhero movies. So like all the uh, Infinity War stuff, I don't... I don't have like super deep movies. I just use movies as like a way to chill out. Got it. The third question is, um, what is the most useful product or service that you have bought in recent memory? Slack. And the fourth question is, um, what are the most important realizations you've had in the last couple of years? And we had some guests who shared like something deeply personal about their business, family, time, house, relationships. So uh, speak to anything you feel comfortable sharing with us. Uh, I think that the most important thing that I realized is that if you have the right systems, you can have it all. You can have family, faith, fitness, finances. They can all be great. Uh, I'm in the best shape of my life right now. I have the best friends in the world. I have the best time in the world with my wife and my daughters. I have quarterly retreats with the team here. Our business is, is exploding and we have it all, but it's because we have systems and we understand seasons. And once you master that and read the book Levels of Energy, you will understand exactly where you are at exactly every moment and you can uh, 
take a lot of consistency and turn that into massive focus uh, for anything that you achieve. Got it. And the last question for today is, what would you tell your 20-year-old self? Uh, I would tell my 20-year-old self to don't to not go out as much and get better at things online. <laughs> man, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I love being on. <laughs> See ya.